Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello there, movie truthers. It's Michael Leader here, broadcasting from quite a unique situation. We hope you're keeping safe out there. I'm here talking across the interwebs with head honcho of Little White Lies, David Jenkins. Hey there. So we thought we'd do something a little different here, seeing as we're in this unique lockdown situation where cinemas up and down the country and worldwide are closed and films aren't receiving the usual theatrical push. We thought we'd still talk about films. But when we have been at home with our families, one thing that the two of us have in common, other than films and Little White Lies and Truth and Movies, is that we're both recentish dads. We've been thinking about the future of cinema for our kids. Will we be able to take them to the cinemas? What sort of films will they see in the future in their lives? Should we start by, not necessarily introducing by name, but introducing our kids? How old is your little one now? So my little one, um, Ivy is uh, 20 months um she's kind of getting to the point of talking and she's very much walking and running running around and making lots of noise now um she's you know i think she 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 is at a point where she's kind of showing quite visible emotional responses to mm-hmm. art such as um literature and tv at this time and um and yeah i th- you know i think that there has been the, you know the, the 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 kernel of that thought of you know when 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 would be the right time f- to take her to see a movie in the in the proper place um it's yeah it's a it's a kind of it's a weird one because i think like i'm quite i'm i'm quite a sort of if i sit down to a movie i want to watch the movie <laughs> and, yeah. and 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 i've got that kind of like even if it is like some terrible like you know sequel or you know the nut job or something like that i'm going to want to like i want i'm going to want to engage with the film and not have to like keep walking out in and out again to, to uh, this this sound this is an awful way to start things off really isn't it to to sort of like admit <laughs> to my own selfishness when it comes to to watching movies but you know i th- i it's it's just the way it is what about yourself so Ivo, it's very interesting. We have Ivy and Ivo here as the two Truth and Movies kids. Um, Ivo is eighteen months, almost to the day, as we're recording this. And yeah, similar to what you said, he's starting to really get a sort of emotional connection with certain characters and objects and themes. But he, he's not yet taken to films. We, he was a bit of a um, 
hyperactive kids, so we never tried the whole parent and baby film screening shebang, um, as some of our parent friends have. But he does like to watch quite a bit of CBBS and is developing a relationship with certain shows that fall in and out of favour. We've gone through a few refreshes of his taste so far, and he really does have quite a <laughs> a taste and a connection with certain characters and certain shows. Right now, the two shows that are very much in vogue um, are Waffle the Wonder Dog, which is which which is just to 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 to, to give some wider information to our listeners is a is a, a pretty much a talking dog live action talking dog show it's not dissimilar to something that i remember from my youth called woof oh that rings a bell yeah a... we should also say that the waffle the wonder dog is voiced by rufus hound ah there you go i wonder if that was just the pitch that they sent to cbb's <laughs> and they just gave it the stamp he also, uh, Ivo, like I think all children of the last 15 years, is now very much into Mr. Tumble and Justin Fletcher, who plays Mr. Tumble, his extended universe of characters and shows. He's, he really has a stranglehold on the CBeebies commissioners by the looks of it. He really does. It, it's a bit like that bit in uh, Gremlins 2 where the Gremlins take over the TV station and you, you switch the channels and it's Gremlins doing everything. But yeah, Justin Fletcher is kind of like the big dog on CBeebies and seems to... Not only does he have like four or five shows, but on those shows, he'll play every character on the show. So he's getting he's getting a nice bit, bit of screen time. I've got to say, Ivy's not quite succumbed to, to Justin yet. She definitely prefers anything animated. Um, it's, oh, it's, quite, really? it's quite hard to actually get her to... Um, retain focus on anything live action and unless she's really tired okay so yeah um but um what have you have you so yeah ivy did go to some parent and baby screenings mm-hmm. um although not not with myself with my wife during maternity her maternity leave and i believe the first film she ever saw in that sense was that film a simple favor Oh, Blake Lively? The one with Blake Lively in it and um and Anna Kendrick. Which I've I've still not seen, so she she's got one up on me. So, um it's on Netflix, so hopefully I can catch up with that and And then you can talk to your child. We we can talk to her it. talk talk about it, pick it apart. So, so have you tried to show a film at home to Ivy? We've tried with Ivo not not strong arming him into doing it, but we might make one day think, Oh, we'll put on a Wallace and Gromit short film or My Neighbor Totoro or uh, The Lion King once we were messing about on Disney Plus with the free trial and thought we'd try that and he was bored, he wasn't at all engaged have you tried that with Ivy? Yeah, so the, we, we've kind of watched two films so far but in chunks uh, the first one was, was My Neighbor Totoro um, which we watched in about three chunks Mm-hmm. Um, the first time we actually sat down to watch it must have been about four or f- four months ago, and she watched for about forty minutes, and I was really like, I was like, oh my god! It was like a kind of, you know, a sprinter who'd like been entered into a marathon race, 
and you're and 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 you're watching watching her go, and you're thinking, oh my god, she's going to do this, and then just all of a sudden, <laughs> it just fell flat and ran out of the room for because she'd seen a a bee or something. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it, it was you know she was far more engaged than I had anticipated she would be, um, and then getting through the next two segments was slightly tougher because yeah, she she was just a bit restless. Basically, she's also. Um, she also has these kind of obsessions with um thing th- th- you know cbb's programs there's one there's there's one called bing uh, right. th- which she's in in very very fond of which is about this little uh little animated bunny rabbit um who who has this kind of ragdoll carer and each episode something bad happens to the rabbit and he learns a le- he learns a lesson as to why it's not bad and actually it can be turned into something good and it's very kind of sweet and moralistic but she's but we basically get to a point in most viewing of anything or especially when me and Kate are trying to watch something and she's in the room which is very rare now like you know we were watching the 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 you know um Boris Johnson updates on on BBC and she was just screaming bing 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 at the TV so um you know and, and that that is what happened when we were watching um Totoro he, she just gets to a point where she remembers bing and will will just rip, she doesn't even she's not really shouting she just says bing 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 in this really kind of like irritating way and uh endearingly irritating so yeah we 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 have to we tend to have to switch over and i i thought that i i she she's really into cats like whenever we're out and we see a cat she goes bananas mm-hmm. um and uh, and if she's if she's not in her buggy she'll get she'll she'll instantly run after it and it will obviously run away but she um i thought the cat returns the other, the the, the studio uh-huh. ghibli slightly one of the lesser known um titles it was 75 minutes it was cats and i thought surely if we're going to get through a feature this is going to be the one and no it took it took about four sort of 20 minute chunks to get through it and she, and she really wasn't that in i i was far more interested in it than she was to be honest so um so yeah it's not it, it we're not there yet we're not there yet but um it makes me think that there's just something in the signal for CBeebies that that, that yeah. delights these kids. Because it's got a kind it, of they you live. literally ch- turn the channel and it's gone. The the, the interest, not that you know, that, you know it's, a, it's a controversial thing to talk about between parents, which is screen time and something that there's some stigma around. But you know. Uh, it's one of many things that Ivo is very excited about as a TV. He also will spend 45 minutes washing his hands or staring out the window, which are two very COVID-19 era pastimes. Wow. Uh, he said, he, yeah, he'll say window, window. And then there's a little uh, chest we have where the vacuum cleaner and other household kind of like objects are in. And he can step on it and just at perfect height to look out of a window and he's staring across at uh, this lady that's working from home across the way, and he'll just shout, lady, <laughs> at her, uh, which must be going very well for her when she's doing her video conferences. Um, but there's just something about CBeebies, and I'm sure that to non-parents, we sound like absolute you know, cultists when we talk about all these shows, but they're done to such a high standard. Um, I, I totally agree. I mean, one of the things that it's worth saying is that 
when I, when we when I talk about CBBS, and obviously my my audience is limited, and 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 you know I'm assuming as Ivy does with most feature films, our our, our listeners are probably tuning out right now to go and <laughs> listen to something pro- proper. But the 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 the, the, the I, I, I CBBS is like for me the greatest TV station ever. It's it's just it's it's perfect, and the show all, so many of the show like if any other channel had as high a quality broadcasting that was so perfectly attuned to its audience as, as CBBS, I'd, I'd, I'd watched so much more TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, they've really kind of, you know, the way they, the way that they've picked and curated the shows on it. I mean, there, there are some, there are obviously some duffers, but I mean, there's, there's an animated shorter version of Peter Rabbit, which I absolutely mm. hate. Like, I mean, I really, really hate it. And it's kind of to the point but but I I think my hatred is emphasised by the fact that everything else on it is so has has kind of some intrinsic value to it, whereas this seems like some really poor knockoff. I mean, it's obviously like I think it's ten years old, and they're still mm-hmm. chucking out reruns of it. So, but yeah, that's that's the what that's probably the one thing that that is is terrible. But yeah, no, I think I I do think that like it's kind of understandable that that kids you know of that age would you know like that you know want to be watching cbb's as much as as physically possible really so that that's our kids now are you counting down the days until you can show ivy certain films you know what i i think maybe before she was born and maybe even before I, I, I even knew I was going to have a kid or even maybe before I even wanted to have a kid, I think you do sort of fantasize about like having this little person that you can kind of mold in your image and you can, sh- you know, you can, you know, you kind of think that the, that the sort of joy of, of parenthood is the, is the ability to kind of proffer your taste and your, the things you love down the generation generational line and um i think as soon as she was born i totally forgot about that and mm-hmm. you know like the, the 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 idea of that now just seems re- like completely ridiculous and um the idea that that i could influence her in any way especially but, you know obviously she's way too young to to really kind of be influenced in any meaningful way but you know i I, I as I am someone who like hates the idea of like you know algorithms of of things telling you what to watch and things being put in front of your face and I I I am like completely about sort of self discovery and you know if if even if, if even to the point where if she she decides she doesn't ever want to watch films they're not of interest she wants to do something completely different she wants to do like crochet that's mm-hmm. fine I mean you know like. I want her to just have her own decision and you know it would not be at all heartbreaking or or troubling to me if she couldn't watch if she didn't want to watch films because you know that's her that would be her decision but mm-hmm. um you know I, I'm I, there, there's obviously like you know but count oh, oh if she does happen to be in, into films and you know wanting to watch stuff that I'm I'm watching or takes an interest in my work and and what I want to do in my leisure time then yeah there's definitely stuff that I'd want to kind of like you know that I think I think that 
in my my grandfather was quite kind of instrumental in not instrumental but he was a part of my kind of sort of plant sowing the seeds of my kind of love of movies and he he would show us uh lot like like Laurel and Hardy and Buster Keaton and the Marx Brothers which he sort of taped off the TV or bought on these really kind of dodgy VHS copies off of off of like market stalls and um he he um yeah he like basically our when we would go to visit him we loved going to visit him because we knew that we would get to see Laurel and Hardy mm. and there was and, and, and me and, and that was like definitely for me the first memory of like me and my younger brother like rolling on the floor crying with laughter um it was specifically the film way out west Right. And, and 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 I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there's a, so it's a kind of Laurel and Hardy cowboy pastiche film, and um, it's it's still really amazingly funny. But there, there's a sequence in the end where Oliver Hardy's head gets he or he he's stuck in a basement and his head is poking up through through the floor, and um, he's 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 shouting to Stan Laurel, can you know do something to help, and. Stan Laurel puts a bucket over his head first and kicks him or someone else accidentally kicks it and and that that's that's funny firstly but then they 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 have this kind of like elastic like they they eventually get let get him free by lifting his head right up and it kind of twangs back down mm-hmm. and I remember me and my brother absolutely like gasping for air with laughter at that and um you know I do, yeah. I th- I feel I would want to. I would want to show. I've got. I I purposely have a DVD of of Way Out West, in my in my kind of personal archive, ready for 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 such a, a such a moment. But you know whether whether you know now in in the in the go go tens, the go go twenties, she'd wanna she'd want to uh, be watching like black and white DVDs, or whether DVD players will even exist. Who you know? <laughs> well, that's something. A few years ago, maybe it was when Hugo came out. I remember when Martin Scorsese was on the interviews trail. He was talking about his daughter, who's now the teenage daughter, who posts all of the pictures of him larking about the house. She would have been quite young, and he said that he had a curated program of film culture for her and her friends. They'd come round to his private cinema, and they'd ask questions like, "Do they talk in this film?" because they were so used to silent films and they'd watched Jacques Tati and Laurel and Hardy and been brought up through um, great silent comic performances before then Disney and all mixed together. And I don't know, I'm, I'm not really prepared to do that for Ivo. I think what is exciting to me is seeing, seeing which directions he'll go in. And I think back, similar to what you're doing, I'm thinking back to the key important moments in my life in terms of first cinema trips important films I remember watching with my family it wasn't necessarily ever we're going to watch this sit down now it was more that it something was on or some film was out and I happened to join them when you're talking about watching films on tv with, with grandparents I remember my granddad was a huge fan of Gene Hackman and wow. um he would say you know, a Nick Nolte Nick Nolte before he became the terrifying ogre monster he wow. came later in life like the real sort of solid so for, 48 hours era 
sort of you know guys who got stuff done yeah. sort of eight, 80s cops and my grand one of my granddad's favorite films from that sort of 70s 80s era was french connection 2 not a oh. well-liked film but one way oh. he said he thinks hackman pushed him he's always he's not necessarily a guy who was very into the film craft or the world of hollywood but he loved uh actors that sort of pushed themselves into some sort of um real sort of energy of manliness um and i remember my parents would go out maybe on a saturday evening and end up having tea at my grand and granddad's and staying there till late and they just let me stay up and watch whatever the late night film on itv was with them and that was so important as a young kid and then likewise my dad would let me sit with him and say there's this great film on called jackie brown let's watch it on sky um one of the first international films i remember watching is a Sui Hark film called Time and Tide from 2000 yeah. which hasn't had its like resurgence or reappraisal on Twitter or Letterboxd yet but I remember my dad watching that late night on some Sky channel whether it was an actual Sky Movies channel or not and said come and sit down and watch this this is really interesting and different so just as much being taken to see things not just as much you know, as prescribed viewing but just because it was out in the ether Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What was the first film your parents or family took you to see at the cinema, David? Well, this is interesting because I, I was chatting to them today to, to try and confirm this because I had I've always had my suspicion, but I, I I put it to them and they and they thought back and they 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 actually ended up agreeing with me. So I think the first film I ever saw at the cinema was Bambi, um, and that was that was re-released in um, March of nineteen eighty six. So okay, in the UK, so I would it would have been around that time. So I would have been about five when I saw that. Um, and I think that's the okay. first film I I actually have a a, a memory of of seeing. Um, I, I actually don't believe I've ever seen it since. So it's been like the best part of thirty five years since I've seen Bambi. But I still, but weirdly, I still, you know, I 
if it when if people would make to make a joke an in joke about Bambi, I'd still get get it because obviously it's this mm-hmm. renowned text. I, I I've got a memory of 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 of, people, of ice skating and Thumper the the the, the rabbit, um, but um, but yeah, ev- otherwise very indistinct. But the the film that I think, hold on, I wrote a quick lister actually. Um, so yeah, I went to, the same year. I remember going to see Basil the Great Mouse Detective as well. Right. Which was another yeah. kind of um, cartoon, non non Disney, I believe. Actually, no, maybe it was Disney. No, it's Disney. It's, yeah, it's just, Disney, just yeah. before just before the Renaissance. Yeah, um, and then then so I was looking for first live action films, and it it's either Honey I Shrunk the Kids, which was eighty nine, or actually it's I think it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Which is kind of like oh, not right. quite live action, but not quite animation. Well, it's both, obviously hybrid. But that was that was a film that I remember seeing and really thinking, like, like going through the gamut of emotions and and feeling like laughing and feeling like I was experiencing something completely new, and also being like, I really, really got amazingly scared by the finale when Christopher Lloyd oh yeah basically is revealed to be a, a, a spoiler a tune and uh <laughs> and uh and he's doing all these things like there was one scene in particular where he he his hand transforms into a circular saw which actually built within me a, a mortal fear of circular saws for quite really? a long time <laughs> um so yeah um but yeah bambi and it was i think it was at my local cinema which was the enfield canon um which i, I think it it, it 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 later became the enfield abc and then probably in about the late mid late 90s it was bulldozed and turns turned into a tesco um that was also the site of my first 15 um many years which later was, which was uh, it's, it's worth mentioning because it's quite apropos which is outbreak um, okay. So um, <laughs> my my dad's my dad snuck me into Outbreak at the Enfield Cannon and uh, oh. and yeah so um, yeah I, I I I'm hoping you know that the only reason I'm hoping that movie certificates are still around in the future is that so I can sneak Ivy into 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 you know something she actually wants to watch you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think my first 15 was The Matrix. And that right. was my dad after school on a Friday saying, let's go to the cinema. I hear this film is really good. Um, and likewise, I, I should probably check with my parents, but one of the very first films I saw at the cinema, and I would have been quite young, would, was Ghostbusters 2, which was 89. Ah. And I would have been most three. Um, and it scarred me for life because I was absolutely traumatised by the Prince Vigo character. Oh yeah, um, as voiced and credited by Max von Sydow. Yeah, um, yeah. Rest in peace. Um, I, 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 I also saw. I definitely also saw um, uh, Ghostbusters two in the cinema. I was so scared by that character that I think at the time I was really into Ghostbusters, the animated series, the toys, and everything. That um, I had the Ladybird kids novelization of the book and my parents had to cut out the face of prince vigo whenever he oh, appeared because i was so scared i suppose serves 
as all right to take such a young child to see a film that's a bit scary. But I think of some really landmark films early on that I saw. I loved Wayne's World. I remember seeing Wayne's World twice at the cinema. That's a few years later, but I still would have been five or six by that point. Um, what we, you know? What we're doing here is, um, I mean, I guess if 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 at this point we should, if if we're doing like film recommendations, um, if if the listeners have, have have tuned in to actually listen to to discover some new things that they should watch, um, we'd probably recommend at this point that you watch the Victor Arise film Spirit of the Beehive, which is basically a film about everything we've been talking about so far. <laughs> about uh, without C- except except CBBS. It doesn't have Christopher Lloyd as a half no. cartoon judge no. in it though. <laughs> but conceptually and and spiritually it's uh it's 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 about kind of youth's first interaction with with fantasy and cinema and how that goes down. And is it Frankenstein in that film? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time since I watched that film. That's a good recommendation, David. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, I think one of the reasons why I think this conversation is worth having, and ho- hopefully, you know, not, not too self-indulgent, you know, <laughs> is that I think that the the thoughts of, like, the, the future of cinema and what, what, what cinemas are going to look like in the in in the year in the years to come and whether you know whether physical buildings and the kind of time honored old school picture palace type places with dirty floors and the smell a bit and have horrible toilets and overpriced food and all all, the, all those things we kind of love to hate um are going to be are still going to be around and whether we cuz cuz you know i i feel that like what one one you know obviously one of the advantages of like streaming and video on demand is that you know it's easy and it's always there and not only, like you you can you can you know people say people say binging on it but I, I i always feel the better word would be gorging on it because mm-hmm. it is like it is like kind of a buffet that you can just keep you know you can just in very quick succession you can go and eat lots and lots and lots and lots whereas like you know the cinema is definitely a more focused and refined and it's like giving your giving your time and energy over to a single thing that you kind of make almost a kind of you know ceremony out of and i think that that's more important than maybe the films is this is this sort of sense of occasion and the ceremony and the idea of like you know take taking her somewhere to see something and then hopefully engaging in a conversation and about the film and whether she liked it or not I, I think I'm really excited to 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 hear the first time when she basically does engage in some kind of like basic critical discourse about something because you know obviously now she she you know when she's watching it, it it's kind of easy to sort of deduce when she's like something when she's bored or you know wants to turn over but I've yet to, you know, obviously yet to hear hear the whys about, mm-hmm. and you know, hear hear some kind of reason for it. But, um, you know, I I guess I I mean, is 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 do 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 you do will you be sad if the if there's no more cinemas for to to take Ivo to? 
Hmm, that's such an interesting question, isn't it? And such an almost science fiction question about what the future could be, because we also need to make sure that the films exist, as well as the cinemas themselves. And, you know, so many people around our age and maybe five years either side, their first trips to the cinema were either a new Disney film or a re-release of a Disney film. The Jungle Book one in the early 90s seeming to be a very popular one with many of our contributors and listeners. And I wonder whether it will just be... Is there that sense of occasion anymore to any new product from the Disney empire? The the, the, the kids' first Star Wars prequel, sequel, spin-off? Is it, have we lost that now, that sense of magic? Maybe not. Maybe... Maybe we'll maybe we'll somehow find that again, but right now it's really hard to to pontificate on in a way. Yeah, I th- it's 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 going to you know it's an interesting time, and you know I think that we live in hope that this situation doesn't lead too many people or businesses to 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 make rash decisions about their 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 their, their what they do and. Uh, um, Obviously, like, yeah, I, 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 I really, I, 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 I don't doubt that that cinema is going to come back and that those buildings are going to be fit full of people again, mm-hmm. and that that once this is over, I mean, you know, the big hope is that actually people relish them even more because, you know, having having been at home for a couple of months and and not being able to to indulge any of that stuff. Will, will you know absence will make the heart grow fonder and um and 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 people will take that stuff up even 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 more so and you know i i i definitely i mean i think i was already thinking about whether cuz we we get cuz cuz we're you know of the sort of um the critical set you know all that all those cool guys who get invites to see film screenings and whatnot um we we tend to get thing one of one of the sort of regular mail outs that we'll get is a is a saturday sunday morning job usually about film film starts at about 10 but you arrive there at like 8 and mm-hmm. there is like fun in the foyer they call it where yep. you have like face painting and p- pictures and f- sweets and pop and all that kind of stuff so you kind of create this whole adventure play morning out of out of it and then you know then you kind of go and watch sonic the hedgehog and <laughs> weep um but <laughs> weep as your as your young child is is you know obviously in thrall of, of 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 the awfulness and and you and i i was definitely thinking re i can't remember what the film was but something like maybe a week before the shutdown i got an invite where i thought what the hell i'm gonna i'm gonna take ivy to that on a, mm-hmm. on a on a week on a weekend and i'm just gonna try it because it was one of those things it was like i think you know what i think it might have been trolls world tour which is coming straight to streaming right so you could exactly. always do that at home and then we, we, we could record a special truth and movies right afterwards <laughs> i could yeah <laughs> but no no we could we we but the, i was definitely thinking of to of 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 lugging her along to Trolls World Tour and and just sit just just to see just as a kind of experiment thing, if she'd lasted half an hour and just could not hack it anymore, fine. Even if we'd have got in the room and it would have been too loud or too dark, fine. 
it it would have just been a fun thing to to know but um but yeah um you know it, it wasn't to I, i'm be. so um anxious when i take any friends to see a film and i'm looking over my shoulder are they enjoying it are they bored are they switching off having taking an infant who might just start crying or just look at you and say can we leave now 10 minutes into uh, a film it, it's just the stakes are too high that's interesting because there's definitely a mem- i definitely have a memory of my when my dad would take us to see movies and um like things that we perhaps wanted to see more than him one specific one was was bill and ted's bogus journey and he me and my brother loved it and he absolutely hated it and 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 he, he you know he, he endured it for us and then but was was very much not um holding back when we kind of got to the car and started to <laughs> and, and and sort of plucked up the courage to ask him what he thought and then he he gave it both barrels and that that was a yeah that was a that was a strange a strange but memorable time but understandable, having recently rewatched uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. I suppose to wrap up, do we have any recommendations? If uh, any stir crazy parents have kids of certain ages that they want to switch on to some world cinema, some classic cinema, anything that you'd recommend, David? Well, I can only think. I can only really recommend things that I'm maybe thinking of showing to ivy the one thing that i was thinking of was was that um it's a short film called the red balloon oh yes about a little a little kid walking around paris following a red balloon around and there's something quite sort of calming and zen and unique about it and it's only 36 minutes as well so I think you could get you know you could quite easily get through it otherwise you know if 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 they're I don't know. I, I, I almost feel that like, Mister Tumble is only a couple of increments away from like Lauren and Hardy and Chaplin and stuff like that. I mean, you know. Well, you say he, you he, say that. He, I watched. This is how deep I've gone into Justin Fletcher. He, I watched an interview with him where he said that he learnt the art of slapstick from a guy that was in the the touring company with Laurel and Hardy. He's been a you know uh, Justin Fletcher really knows his stuff and is from that tradition and actually his, his the, the formats that he puts on CBBS are what if the fast show was made for kids so it's almost it introducing is. them into a whole new world of television formats he, to the point where I actually think some some of his characters could be actionable <laughs> he he has he has got like a, there there is a a clear infringement on the um the scousers from uh, harry enfield mm-hmm. um and well, there's another one as well there's a couple it's very yeah but it's very fast show and and it's fast show and and harry enfield as kind of filtered through kind of weird end of the pier 50s music hall vibe um but yeah i think i you know maybe what would be a like like a, a kind of like the a Chaplin short film like one right. of one of his kind of shorts that 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 like slightly slightly kind of later period shorts that the more kind of um yeah the the early ones are mad uh-huh. but like the, yeah the, the Chaplin or 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 Laurel and Hardy as well Laurel and Hardy 
In fact, this is it. The, there's a Lauren Hardy film called The Music Box, okay. which is a, another absolute childhood favourite. It's only like 20 minutes, and it's a, it's a kind of sketch where Lauren Hardy delivery men, and they have to take a piano up some a long flight of stairs. And that's pretty much it. And it's really hilariously funny and I think any any person of any age would dig it. What about you? Well this this is the thing I, I it's been a long time since I was a kid and most of my family cousins and so on are around my age so it's been a long time since I've sat and watched films with children with but I, what I'm hearing because I host this podcast Ghibli Attack about Studio Ghibli is a lot of um, parents discovering the films of Studio Ghibli with their kids now they're on Netflix. So of course everyone looks to My Neighbor Totoro but then Spirited Away for maybe kids of 10 or around there. But films like Kiki's Delivery Service, Ponyo the more whimsical adventures that are that do skew younger I think they're perfect to watch even if they yeah, are ki- a little ki- bit ki- quite experimental in a way to our eyes because of the very particular worldview of Hayao Miyazaki and his um, way of seeding those themes into otherwise quite innocuous family entertainment and Mm. then you broaden out into some of the best of world animation I I love um, Cartoon Saloon the Irish animators who did The Secrets of Kells, Song of the Sea one of my favourite cinema experiences was going to see Song of the Sea and the lights came up at the end and and there was a mum and her maybe seven or eight year old daughter who was just absolutely loving you know, saying she thought it was the best film she'd ever seen and it's a be- wow. beautiful emotional film um, maybe not so much their film The Breadwinner which is a bit more of an issues um, political film I really, I really like that film actually The Breadwinner it's a bit more but, but yeah, complicated. Not not quite not yeah for a sort of tw- tweens mm-hmm. rather than uh, young 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 kids. But this but. is probably where we can throw to listeners who maybe have seen the future for us. They've got kids of slightly older ages that they've managed to turn on to films. What their responses are, and I'd mm. love to hear about that. Just some <laughs> same some playbook. I would. Uh, yeah, I would. I would love to hear if that, that if something completely random like oh. I chucked on some like, you know, Stan Brackage, and my and my two year old was absolutely like, you know, enthralled by it. You know, or, or you know, even even like, I I you know what I I'm I'm I wonder if people if 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 really young kids would love like Adam Sandler or mm. um or or um what's that what's the guy Chris Farley as well right those kind of loud brash. 90s 80s comedians who who just fall on the floor a lot on scream and i i feel that 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 could have a connection with very very young kids i don't mean that in an in a in a kind of entirely negative way well, i do wonder if anyone's tried out sort of um documentary cinema but sort of maybe like nightmare uh, that that classic you know train based documentary yeah. ivo's getting very into trains and now you go on youtube and you can find 48 hours looped train footage and just have that on and we have aquariums that we can look at as well or these live feeds of zoos and i wonder whether you can find i don't know a a, um frederick wiseman type slow documentary (laughs) just where you can soak in the details of a space that could 
delight some kids that might be a little bit off piste maybe but i do wonder if anyone's <laughs> tried that and succeeded that that listeners let us know if you've made it this far let us know and well listeners thank you for sticking with us if you have made it this far this is a bit of an experiment into what truth and movies could be remotely these late night fireside chats over a video conference david thanks for chatting with me the inaugural dad pod <laughs> yeah <laughs> one one of one so far thanks for listening stay safe hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.